biatch. It's the reprobate travel cast. If you don't like it, you can kiss my ass. Oh, yeah. It's the Reprobate Travel Cast. Welcome to the show, everybody. I got Bob Cook with me from boobcock.com. In the house. What's up, Bob? Just hanging out, man. Ready to talk some travel. Yeah, I, have you gone anywhere recently? I actually just uh, I went to Louisville, and that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. What happened down in Louisville? Uh, I, I worked with uh, Dan Cummins. He's a funny dude. Uh, oh, I, I know Dan. Yeah, yeah he's awesome. Really funny guy. I got to do his podcast. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm, I'm traveling to a beautiful Bloomington, Illinois here next week. So Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah, I took the gig. When you're from Ohio and someone tells you the gig's in Bloomington, you just assume it's Indiana. So. Right. That's, so yeah. I added an extra four hours to that trip. Oh, man. Are you headlining? Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. That's where my career is at right now. I get, I get gigs. I, I closed down Bloomington, Illinois. I have a large fan base. Hey, fuck it, man. Do what you got to do, you know? Absolutely. I'm if you're getting any good. gigs, you're doing good, right? Right. And who the fuck goes out for comedy anymore? <laughs> anyway, you know? Right. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, going down to Virginia Beach in, a, in, a, in, I think, a week or two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that gig. And then uh, you might be going to Tampa with me, huh? Yeah, actually, yeah, I've got that, that gig lined up. So, what's that? Fixed, you said? Yeah, something like that. Uh, I don't know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I got to call Bob Joyce and figure it out. He sent me an email and yeah. um, it, I don't know, whatever. It's a beautiful room, the Tampa Improv. It's like my favorite comedy club. What's your favorite comedy club you've ever played? I think it's uh, going to be the Tampa Improv. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been there yet, but uh, I haven't played a lot of exotic locations thus far in my career, man. I uh yeah, you do a lot of, like, ham and egg rooms, a lot of, like... Uh, uh, a lot of uh, just outside of Detroit's uh, yeah, Toledo, yeah. Uh, Illinois is, is a big one. A lot of Michigan shit I do, man. So, yeah. I uh, actually had a gig in London, Ontario uh, that I had to drop because of the, uh, the recent uh, passport laws. I didn't realize I was going to have to shell out so much money to get it and i was gonna i was gonna do it as a cool little vacation uh with the wife and right kids and uh i was like you know shit by the time i, I buy five passports i'm in the hole on this trip so right put the kibosh on that one it's ridiculous that you need a passport to go to canada like if if i'm like 15 minutes away from the united states and i can still get a double cheeseburger to Wendy's. Do, should I really need a passport to yeah. do that? You know, if I go somewhere and they're still speaking English, I shouldn't need a passport, and that that includes England, right? I once told uh, asked a guy from England where he was from, uh, and, and he was like, he told me, and he asked why, and I was like, I just noticed your accent, and then the guy went ballistic. He's like, it's our fucking language, and you know, he's like, and you're telling me I have the accent. I was like, shit, I'm sorry, I didn't mean anything <laughs> by it. So apparently, 
English people don't have accents. <laughs> You're the one with the accent. Right. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know what kind of accent I was just doing. That's my English impression. <laughs> you should have said <laughs> the <you> Irish accent. <laughs> yeah, mine was more Irish, wasn't it? I'm getting my accents confused. <laughs> Top of the morning. <laughs> Save the queen. <laughs> Same thing, huh? Irish, British, whatever. And yeah, they occupy both lands. Yeah. Fuck it. Well, let's get right into the news. Um, we were talking earlier. We had both been looking through news stories, and we found a lot of the same shit. So we're on the same page on a lot of this. Yeah. Uh, Bill and Hillary... Oh, well, how do I start this? They're renaming the airport in Little Rock, yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. I forget what the name was. I'm assuming Little Rock, yeah. Arkansas yeah. Airport. Right. <laughs> but anyways, they're changing it. Interesting <laughs> international airports. Uh, I think it was called the most boring <laughs> fucking place on the planet. And they're renaming it <laughs> to the Bill and Hillary Clinton National Airport in Little Rock. Nice. Yeah. Why not? They're the most famous hillbillies ever come out of that shithole. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Right. The illicit blowjob manly woman airport. <laughs> and what else does... You're, you're right. What else do they have to honk their horn about? I think Bill Hicks like is buried there. That's the only other thing. Is he? He's buried in Little Rock? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Um, I could be wrong on that. I, I'm almost certain, though. Um, you know the Looney Bin tour we were talking about? Yeah, yeah. They played Little Rock, and then you go to Tulsa, and um, Kennison is buried in Tulsa. Wow. Yeah. So, went to see his gravestone. They actually had a, uh, I don't know if you remember, the, the condo in Tulsa actually had a, a tombstone, or a gravestone, like, rubbing and etching on the wall. Right, right. Uh, and it, uh, Kennison's gravestone says, the marker says, uh, in another time and place, he would have been called Prophet. That's going overboard. Yeah, they misspelled Prophet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In another time and place, he'd be a P-R-O-F-I-T. <laughs> he'd be a prophet. He would have been an unemployed asshole yelling at people. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, in another time and place, he would have been working at fucking Chipotle, all right? <laughs> it's Sam Kennison. It wasn't fucking Moses. Yeah. People are so fucking, uh, they, they get a little overboard sometimes. When you play Peoria, Kennison went through there because, you know, his family was evangelical Christians and they, they roamed the uh, countryside spilling uh, poison into everyone's ears. And uh, Pryor is also from Peoria. So before you'd start the show at the Jukebox Club, they would actually do a little uh, segment where they paid homage to, like, the... Uh, people the greats from their area sam kennison and richard pryor and they would do little clips so i thought pryor was from ohio no you're thinking of terrell pryor no no i'm thinking <laughs> richard pryor hey god let's get online here and and get to the bottom of this well there was a bit that when they introduced it where he actually talked about being from there who's that pryor what and like, it, it was from where peoria, peoria. illinois yeah, like when they said we're paying homage to you know the uh the greats they played a clip where he said, I'm from a small town in Illinois. Called yeah, but maybe he grew up in Ohio. Perhaps. He probably impregnated a few women in Ohio. That might be what you're thinking of. I think he did impregnate a woman in Ohio, actually. There's a local kid that does some stuff that uh, apparently is one of his kids. Yeah, No, I think that is his kid. That's what he says. I don't, I don't know. but. You know. Uh... Nothing against him. I mean, I just don't know the kid that well. Yeah, December uh, 1st, 1940, Peoria, Illinois. Yeah? 
Does it say where he grew up? Let me see here. I thought his mom was like a hooker, like a, a in a whorehouse in Ohio or something, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I think that his mom was a hooker, and I heard that his like grandmother was like the, uh, you know, the um, little cat house operator. Uh, yeah, I get Peoria. I don't make. I mean, that's either going to make or break. You talk about a guy with some insights into the human condition. I mean. Yeah, that, it, it, he had a sad upbringing, but I mean, <clears throat> comedians are pretty fucked up people. I mean, you got to be a fucked up person to want to get on stage. We're a lot like strippers in a way. Yeah, it's yeah, funny we make fun of strippers so much attractive. because strippers get on stage and beg for people's attention and approval. Yeah, and and for money, and that's pretty much exactly what we do. And I think you and and both have. Probably had tough childhoods, strippers and comedians. We yeah, both there's have always painful. there's always some like um, weird little backstory that you hear about if you delve deeply enough. But there's there's a there's an inherent neediness to wanting not only someone to listen but several people to listen, and not even caring that they're complete strangers to you know want a stranger's approval. You know, I've gotten in debates with my wife over like being gone for comedy and. You know, I, it's, it's come to fruition where I'm like, well, I got to go because I got to do this show. And then I realize that, like, I'm shunning the uh, the affection of my own family because I'm like, there's some strange people in, you know, <laughs> Galesburg, Illinois that love me. And I have to go give them some of my attention. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of a sad state, but... That's why I think that strippers and comics always do get along pretty well. Yeah, I've noticed Until that. Until it's time to tip. Then it goes yeah. A little bit. Yeah, um, I bet that there'll be strippers going in and out of the Bill and Hillary Clinton National Airport in Little Rock yeah. at some point. When I was featuring uh, at the uh, Looney Bin in Little Rock, uh, a riot broke out right after my set, unrelated. But, um, you know, they're... Their comedy clubs right by like a movie theater, kind of a little strip. Yeah, that, that's a travel story you have yet to tell on this show. The time you were in, I, I remember that you were in Little Rock, and uh, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was outside. I just got done with my act, and you know the uh, the headliner didn't know what the hell was going on because people were like flooding outside and trying to see what was happening, and he just you know he had to stick to his guns and keep doing his material. But uh, some guy was out there congratulating me on my show or whatever, and. I saw some of the staff march toward the the altercation, so I started running with them because I was I was kind of being protective of them. And uh, this guy who just saw me do comedy was like, "If you're going, I'm going." <laughs> like doesn't know me from anyone, but he runs down there with me. And the whole time I'm like, "This sucks" because I don't know how to fight. I'm just going to get the shit kicked out of me. But you know, I didn't want to let. Yeah, but there's safety in numbers. Yeah, so I. I got to the edge there, and uh, the police had started breaking it up, and so that was all good. But it was it was just some shithead young teenage kids who started fighting, and then it just kept snowballing. And, you know, there's large crowds of them because it was a weekend night. And uh, there's kids being restrained by cops, and they're screaming like, you know, I don't give a fuck, and try me, and all this crazy stuff. And so... Then the staff's, like, pulling me out. Now I'm shit-faced drunk laughing the whole time. Right. And uh, so I was like, I was like, try being tough when your mom tucks you in at night. And I was doing all this taunting. And uh, this one kid was like, you know, fuck you. And I, and I was like, I forgot to mention that I have shirts and CDs. <laughs> and I tried to give them the, you know, 
CDs 15, shirts 20, buy both for 25. So wait, you're trying to get the fighting kids to buy your merchandise that you were selling after the show? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) How'd that work out? Did you get any sales? No sales at all. I didn't really think it was going to work, but it was kind of like... I was going to kick your ass, but that looks like a pretty funny t-shirt right there. It says, who farted? Oh, man, I got to pick me up that one. (laughs) It was kind of an off-the-wall move that I thought would have Most of the shit that you do it's is just, just for you, you know? This might be crazy enough to work. <laughs> we got way sidetracked. We were talking about the Bill and Hillary National Airport in Little one, Rock. One time I, I was camping. <laughs> <laughs> I was camping between gigs. This is related. All right, I was right, camping let's... between gigs, and uh, as I set up my tent and it got to be nightfall, I, uh, I realized that I didn't have a sleeping bag, and so I covered up in my merch. <laughs> I, threw, I threw a pile of shirts on me. And then I sold them the next night. <laughs> oh. I, I didn't advertise that they were freshly slept in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very sad story, Bob. Yeah, it was. It wasn't really sad. Let me guess, they weren't paying for your hotel for this gig, so you slept in your vehicle or in your. It was a layoff between two gigs, and I wasn't. I didn't Comics come go through some shit, huh? Yeah, it's it's pretty nutty, man. It's not as easy. It's not as easy and fun as people think. Comedy Castle and Royal Oak. Uh, I don't think they. Is that Mark Ridley? Yeah. And I'm Are not, you like with that guy? I um I had a gig that I canceled, so I mean I wouldn't say I'm in. Yeah, I would say he, you're not he, in he with it. He canceled it. Yeah, he didn't have uh, lodging for the middle, and I was like, I don't, I'm not from there. Yeah, that I got to like that. I can't like pay the you know week to like sleep outside. So yeah, no. I mean that's one thing. I I don't mind camping. I enjoy it, but I can't do it for a week while showing up. I mean, how am I even supposed to be presentable for a show? Yeah, being homeless is not camping, Bob. I don't know if you <laughs> There's a subtle difference. I used to camp a lot on high streets. No, Bob. You I remember that was We would always make s'mores and Colt 45. <laughs> and... <laughs> you got to suck a lot of penis to make money when you're camping. Yeah, no, that that's not camping at all. That's not camping. Oh, the the airport. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right, the Bill and Hillary Airport. <laughs> I don't know. I think we've pretty much beat that drum. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to say? Bill Clinton gets excited because there's going to be fucking stewardesses going in and out, you know? I think, I think Bill Clinton actually works for the TSA in that airport. <laughs> oh, I think you might have a gun on you, honey. I'm going to have to check you out. <laughs> He's got a bulge. That's my penis, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Feels like a gun to me. (laughs) I'm going to have to finger bang your wife a couple of good times. Make sure she ain't got Al-Qaeda rifles up there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are all all the stewardesses? at the Hillary Clinton National Airport. <laughs> Put your seatbelts on! The, nah. the stewardesses all have, like, hairy knuckles and <laughs> shitty dispositions. All right. Well, l- moving on. Um, spring break binge drinking deaths are up. Hmm. And it's like, um, you know, I mean, you're supposed to party on spring break, you know, but yeah. you do got to know when... You know, you might die. It's probably a bad thing. You know. Yeah, it's uh, it can't uh, it can't be. I I don't understand how anyone can drink that much. Personally, I understand like vomiting when you're on your back and like that that sort of thing. But I've I've been pretty drunk, and my body always goes. Now you're going to pass out. 
You know, and yeah. that's, that's as far as I can go. I don't know if someone then drags you over and puts a funnel in your mouth and pours down more liquor. I mean, I suppose- uh, You've never had alcohol poisoning? I have. I've drank enough that I thought I probably came pretty close to dying. Really? Uh, yeah, I've had more than once. Blackouts. I've had some mean hangovers. I've never had alcohol yeah, ooh, poisoning. Blackouts are really bad, man. Didn't you have, like, uh, a, a blackout one time? Oh, dude, I woke got, up. Like, knuckles were all messed up? Yeah, my knuckles were all bloody. I must have been in a fight or something. But, yeah, I, I don't, uh, it's, like, cool to get super fucked up now, you know? Yeah. That's, like, the, the thing is to be super fucked up. And I guess I used to do it a lot. I I, I don't know. I just, I think you need to know when to... <laughs> No when to hold them, no when to fold them. Yeah. There's a weird place to draw the line, though, because they got that shit like those four locos. They're just like, this is like eight cups of coffee and four shots of Jim Beam with a 40-ounce of malt liquor chaser, you know? But then they're like, but don't do drugs. Like, what's the fucking difference? Like, I could smoke five joints and be better off than drinking two four locos, you know? Well, I'll tell you, I, I've read a lot of news stories, and I've not seen... Uh, the headline is not... Uh, Spring break overdose on marijuana deaths are up. Yeah. That ain't the headline. So, uh, you you know what kills more people than marijuana and and, uh, maybe even binge drinking is um, pharmaceutical overdoses. Yeah. You know? And you don't hear shit about the war on them, do you? Well, and then you always hear some shit like they OD'd on prescription medication, which is just a really, like, it's a way to try to save face and honor when you say that. But it's like, if you follow the directions, you don't OD no. on prescription medication. But, well, he OD'd on prescription medication. Well, it wasn't his prescription, and he took five and bottles And he was snorting them. Right, right. Okay. He just happened to OD on prescription medication. Like, you could OD on aspirin if you're a fucking lunatic, you know? Yeah, that's right. Like, I've drank a shitload, and I've never, ever had alcohol poisoning. Like, several of the girls really? that drank I, enough I have. to have sex with me got alcohol poisoning. <laughs> the girls that got drunk enough to fuck me all got alcohol poisoning. Yeah, and they got another kind of poisoning, too. <laughs> right. All See, right. they got the... Uh, the I, I was of the impression that I could give back the herpes. I didn't realize <laughs> that. I thought, I thought if I... It was like the potato chip theory where it's like if I pass out enough from the bag, then the bag is now empty and I just move <laughs> on in life. Apparently it regenerates. Yeah. It's tough. It's a tough hand. So we will be right back, folks, with comedian Bob Cook with more of the travel news. Smoke weed. Do a shot and snorting coke with this dollar bill. Then I'm gonna fucking fall down and then lay still. Let's all give it a try. It's the worst lyric ever. Those lyrics make me sigh. <laughs> Let's all play drink till we die. Yeehaw! Ding 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 ding. That should have been my lyric. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Take it away! It's hillbilly scat. Hillbilly scat. You come on, redeem yourself. You ready? No, I can't. I had a rhyme and I forgot it. That's come on, you got it, Bob. Cook. We all have faith in you. The, the American people are listening. Oh shit, I'm still thinking. I'll, I'll do one and then you do one. Okay. Okay, hold on. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, jump 
it. It's like jump rope. <laughs> I'm gonna get this bitch here drunk and make her give me head. What's that you're telling me for the half hour she's been dead? I guess it don't matter cause it feels just good instead. Let's all binge drink and blah blah blah. <laughs> Let's all binge drink till we die. Shit, fuck. Drunk people stick their dick in your eye. Let's all drink it till we die. Get yourself a beer and tilt that fucker back. Don't mind fucking her if she dead, cause I'm a necrophiliac. <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, listen. All of my jokes are related to drinking and yeah, fucking. Yeah, my necrophilia. Oh, I put All right, let's that is, that's send flowers to her family is a much harder <laughs> rhyme to make. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Both man. literally, literally the first one was like she's lying still. The second one was giving head and then fucking a corpse. Both times, the, the head giver and the corpse fucker, they're, they're both dead people. People say about that song, we can't feel love. No, we don't like jokes about necrophilia. <laughs> I can't figure out why you didn't do a verse about. Let's all binge drink until we die. <laughs> Let's be drinking till we die. Till we die. I'm still playing this song. Why? <laughs> All right, that's enough. I can't think of one funny thing to say about people who are dead other than fucking them. Oh man, okay. And that doesn't even qualify as funny. All right, back to the news. Balloon rides over Aztec pyramids in Mexico are a new tourism destination. That sounds pretty cool. And from the news about Mexico lately, people will be actually shooting live ammunition at the balloon while you're up there, which is cool. (laughs) No, I don't think it's that bad. Actually, you hear so much bad stuff about Mexico. I was going to bring this up before. I heard like three stories in a row on this website were all about Mexico. And they were all from like different angles. Yeah. Like one story was... Don't go to Mexico, you'll get killed. Then the next story was this uh, David Aguilar, U.S. Customs and Border Protection Acting Commissioner, says that Mexico's towns are safe and, and to travel to and from, and that it's getting a bad rap and that it's hurting the town's economies. A few people are beheaded and everybody gets all jumpy. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I assume, I've never been, I just assume that it sucks because I see so many Mexicans here, you know. Like, you know, you don't see a lot of guys from the Bahamas here doing, like, regular grunt work, you know, but you see a lot of Mexicans here trying to make a better life doing work that Americans bitch about. So I would assume if they're happy to do that, that shit wasn't great back home. That's just a standard assumption. Sure. I mean, I don't see a lot of people from Finland. You don't see any Finnish people washing dishes at a restaurant, you know, because Finland's fucking great. Apparently. Yeah, you don't see a lot of Finn dishwashers. Never met a guy from Amsterdam, like, fucking doing, you know, the mulching at my apartment That's because those guys are so stoned they don't leave Amsterdam. They, like, don't leave... They think that they left Amsterdam already. Right. 
But, I mean, and there was an earthquake recently in Mexico. Uh, that's one of our news stories. Let me find it here. Five, uh, it was... Uh, 7.4. 7.4. Magnitude. Earthquake. In Mexico, they said, uh, actually, I was reading about that, they said that, like, upwards of, like, 500 houses were, like, uh, damaged over there. And I'm not actually sure how you can tell which house in Mexico is damaged. So. Yeah, I heard some of the houses were actually improved. <laughs> the earthquake shook them up so bad that right. they actually looked better. I heard, I heard one house was so <laughs> badly demolished that the 40 occupants inside fled in fear. <laughs> so you're saying 40 people lived in a two-bedroom? Right. That's right. very racist, dude. <laughs> well, you can use the bathroom as a bathroom. <laughs> uh, There yeah. should be like plenty of landscaping work over there right now because of this, though. Oh, boy. Moving on. (laughs) Dozens of dolphins wash up on the beach in Brazil. Beachgoers grab dolphins by the tails and pull them back out to sea. Oh, that's pretty cool. I think it's awesome. Why do we love the dolphins so much? I don't because they're like dogs. Yeah, they're like, what's up, bro? You're awesome. Let's hang around, man. Everybody's like, this tuna is dolphin safe. Like, why isn't like the Catching dolphins like it's tuna safe. We keep fucking up all these tunas in the net. <laughs> yeah, fuck the tuna. Everybody's yeah. like punching the tuna and petting the dolphin. <laughs> yeah, kill the tuna. By the way, I still don't get how they're mammals. How's that work? They, they, the whales they're and warm the blooded. are mammals. That just is totally insane to me. Yeah, they're warm-blooded. I don't know. That's like the dolphin is one step from a mermaid. It's a it's a human fish. Would you, would you fuck a dolphin? Would you hit that? I, I would probably I would probably see how it went. I would see if we had like similar ideals and goals and aspirations, or if I was just drunk, maybe. If I was drunk, I would. If the dolphin was dead, <laughs> jeez, it's the callback. Yeah. I got bit by a dolphin once when I was a kid. Did you really? Yeah. Remember when they used to have Sea World? And where was that? It was in Ohio. It was somewhere. up in like um, near Cleveland or somewhere. It's like Sandusky or something. Yeah. Um, jeez, that's the other side of the state that's weird <laughs> like, um, the, whatever but uh they they would have these little cups for the kids to like feed the dolphins they would have like a few sardines or whatever the shit that yeah i remember that I, I did that and uh kids would gather around you like all the kids whose parents didn't buy them shit to feed the dolphins so when you fed the dolphin it would come up and you could pet it and then all the other kids would like swarm in to pet it uh because you know their parents didn't want to pony up the fucking ridiculous like five bucks to feed somebody else's pet you know um but i remember as it was there i was just holding the cup by my chest and leaning over to pet it and the cup was empty, but it must have thought there was more food in it. So it kind of lunged to take a bite at the cup, and it bit me on the chest, which was kind of shocking. But yeah, you, you you might be one of the only recorded known dolphin attack victims. Right, right. That's amazing. We have groundbreaking news today on the Reprobate Travel Cast. We have in the studio the one guy... Who got fucked up by a dolphin. dolphin. Everybody else. saved other people from shark attacks, and the little bastard came right at me. Yeah. That's amazing. He was like the anti-flipper. He was like, he was the enemy of man. Like a rabid dolphin. He was an angry little bastard. Maybe that's why I'm so hung up on this dolphin-safe tuna. I reject any tuna that says dolphin-safe. I I look for uh, a dolphin-harming logo you want dolphins to die right because you were attacked by one i don't blame you 
Yeah, I went, I went after that dolphin and his entire family. Here, see, if this, I were on that beach and I saw someone pulling the dolphin back into the ocean by its tail, I would grab it by the snout and tug it back. <laughs> You'd have a tug of war right. with the dolphin. So the dolphin would either be hemorrhaged in between or the guy would just give up and let me. That's horrible. I would follow him right into the ocean and be Man. like, no, 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 we're going back to the fucking beach. Sorry, buddy, your day's not over. You'd grill him up and eat him. I wonder what a dolphin tastes like. I don't know. It's got to be... Got to be healthy for you, right? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. It's a mammal. I, I don't know. Mammals would, are usually good eating. I would uh, jam my thumb in its blowhole. That's what I would do. Yeah, I would. If you were drunk, I would jam something else in there. You know. Yeah, I was going with that first, but I've, I've went there too many times. Yeah, yeah. After the necrophiliac joke, you don't want to offend people with well, a blowhole the, joke. That's the, for sure. If the dolphin was alive, I probably wouldn't do it. All right, man. Now, all these stories are about Mexico. Professor Howard Campbell, University of Texas, El Paso, basically says the opposite of what David Aguilar, U.S. Customs and Border Protection Acting Commissioner, says about Mexico. Uh, the Customs and Border... have never seen eye to eye. Yeah, no, they really don't, because <laughs> the one guy says, no, it's fine. And this, this guy at El Paso University, he's right there, says the Obama administration wants to portray the border as safe, but the gangs have taken over entire towns and control the flow of drugs in the U.S. So, huh. uh, And here's another story. Gunfire disrupts baseball game in Mexico. The police killed three gunmen. I think the baseball game disrupted the gunfire in Mexico <laughs> is how that works. Who's having a baseball game over there? We're trying to do drugs and kill We're each trying other. to shoot each other over here. Cut that baseball <laughs> shit out. That was just cleverly worded as all that was. No, no, listen. Right. So the police killed these three gunmen and seized rifles and a vehicle. No other deaths or injuries. These must have been really shitty shots. <laughs> so That's the- like me saying that, like, um eating a bologna sandwich and watching TV interrupted the sex at my house. <laughs> like, the sex was the rarity at the house. All right. You're you're really telling us a lot of personal things about your yourself today. <laughs> so the, p- the police say... The, the police will not say if it was a gang. I don't think it was a gang. I think it was just three gunmen in a vehicle... That we're like just hanging out, looking for a baseball game. Maybe know? it was the bad news bears. Those shits never listen to authority. That's true. Oh, what they else? Would have been very good baseball players. They would have been here, right? They said the baseball players were diving in the dirt. Our entire league is like Latino, man. Like the best players in the world are Latino, and they come here to play. So those could have been shitheads over there. Yeah. Maybe they should. We're trying to shoot the baseball players for being so bad. Making cuts. <laughs> um, within one or two years, space tours. Oh, sweet. How much? 200 grand per seat. 200 grand a seat, yeah. And I don't even know how long you're up there. I know it's a, a low Earth orbit that you're doing just outside of the atmosphere. Will you per- feel weightlessness, you think? You're in space, I guess you would. I guess you would, yeah, if you're beyond the a- atmosphere. I don't know. But, I mean, I don't know what the shuttle's like or what the seating's like. I mean, are they going to let people just, for liability reasons, unbuckle and, like, slap into each other up there? Who has the money to do that? 200 grand? A pop. I mean, hmm. can't Would you do it? Would you, tickets. let's say um, you got a free ticket, would you do it? Yeah, I think you'd have to. I think that it would just be such a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. 
I don't know. That could be a dumb statement, too. I mean, there's a lot of things you can get an opportunity to do that would be dangerous, but it seems like a pretty amazing event. I think it could change your whole perception. I'd definitely do it. Yeah. I think I would. And I, I hate heights, and I hate airplanes and air travel, but I think I would have to. Yeah, it's got to be pretty profound you'd be like to look one of at the, the Earth from beyond the atmosphere. Absolutely, and you'd be the first space tourist. Yeah. One of them. They said it's going to happen within the next one or two years. I you mean. would be the only person attacked by a dolphin and in space. <laughs> right. Dude. If we could get those things to happen simultaneously. If you could shoot a dolphin into space and have it bite you in zero gravity, dude. Yeah, that would be And we YouTube that shit. Yeah, and we could make a... Like, how much money did space chips make at the box office? Because we could knock that out of the water with space dolphins. I like the way you think. Oh, uh, what else... It's that guy from Virgin Records that is doing that, too. What's his name? Richard Branson? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Virgin Records. He's the guy. He's like a multi-gazillionaire, uh, and he's he's uh, he's pioneering that whole thing. He's got an offshoot industry uh, that's delving into the space tourism field. That's kind of cool, man. Yeah. Killed that one. Where'd you go for your spring break? Uh, Mercury? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. You don't want to drink until you die in space. That'd be awkward for everyone on the flight. Yeah, just a dead dude floating around up there. You could beat the shit out of the Mile High Club up there. That's got to happen too. You know, it's eventually it's going to happen. I bet a lot of pilots tag the uh, like stewardesses. I think you'd have to. I, I mean, yeah, I don't see how it, it's, it would be avoided. Have you ever done that? Tagged a stewardess? No, like the Mile High Club thing. Uh, I think I got jerked off on a plane once. Only what? What did you look like, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker? It was the TSA guy. It was Bill Clinton. <laughs> uh, no, it was myself. <laughs> yeah, get jerked off to completion. I wish someone was there to enjoy it with me. You don't get credit for the full mile. It's like the half mile high club. <laughs> so there's I. It spell-checked me. I don't know the name of the website that sells those cheap cruises. I wanted it, to talk about it that. Cheapism? Cheap, was it? I don't know, man. I lost it. It says cheap cruises. Apparently, this uh, this this story is brought to you by boobcock.com. B-O-O-B-C-O-K.com. If you need a laugh, go to boobcock.com. Apparently, uh, there's because of all this turmoil with the recent cruise line accidents... They're giving away cheap cruises for like forty and fifty dollars <throat> per night. Now, I call bullshit. Yeah, that's that's insane. You can stay in a Super Eight for that, so I don't know. Does Super Eight have a cruise line? Is that what's going on here? No, it's my, there's there's a cruise from the Miami to Bahamas, Royal Caribbean, Majesty of, of the Sea. Where the drinks and, and gratuities are extra and the meals are included. So you, you, the meals are fine, but those drinks and gratuities add up. I mean, and the drinks, I bet it's like nine bucks for a beer or something. It's, it's, it's insane. I mean, I can't believe. What are the meals got to consist of? There's no way. There's just no way that's affordable. I don't understand it. I don't know, man. I mean, a cruise typically, you're, you're out of pocket at least a couple grand, right? Yeah. Free. Yeah. Like, and so what, if you're going on a four-night cruise, I mean, 
That's just 200 bucks. That's ridiculous. That's insane. I don't really know much about cruise. I've never even been on a cruise, but I have heard of people telling me that they actually thought it was cheap, and then they get on and they have to pay for their booze and and, and just a lot of little hidden extras. And it ended up costing them a lot of money, more than they thought. Well, if you get, um, you know, booked on a cruise, that's probably good. I think Rathbone does that, doesn't he? Rathbone works the Yeah, cruises. Rathbone does cruises. Yeah, I think that that's a good angle. I, um, one of my buddies, a magician, uh, Carol Baker, he actually uh, just did a cruise. And I think they, they set him up in a beautiful suite with a window. And he uh, got to take his wife and all their food was comped and, you know, the whole thing. So I don't, I don't even know if he went... To use it, uh, I think he'd used it as like a surprise for his wife and everything, and I think that he just worked out that kind of arrangement where he just got the whole thing set up. But I mean, even if you're just working there, you, you're making money. I hear that you're not spending a ton of it, you know, while you're there as a entertainer or staff member, like they, they comp most of your things. And so, I, you're not, you, you can blow it at places you pour it in, but you're usually coming back with a hefty pocket and you got a free cruise out of it, you know? Yeah, no, I, I've been talking to guys who do those cruise lines, and they say they're making good money and they're having a good time. They're getting to see some cool places. And, uh, I wonder what kind of act you have to have. I think you need to do a clean 30 and then an hour of whatever. Yeah. That's what trips me up is the clean 30. Yeah, I'm 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 working on that as we speak. Yeah, I'm working on mine too. But I guess there's kids in the crowd, so you can't be like, "Hello, cocksuckers, how are you, motherfuckers?" Yeah, yeah. The thing is, I I did that whole uh, comedy elitist thing for the first several years of like, "It's comedy, man. It's it's spoken form and it's open minded." And everyone's like, "We agree." Unfortunately, we don't want to hire you. And I'm like, I can also talk about airplane food and whatever you need. Yeah, comedy's tough, man. But that is all the travel news that we have for today. Uh, I, I checked out your website, uh, Boobcock, and I was looking at that. That's really funny what's going on on, on there with yeah. the uh, – t- tell us about that. Cause thing. Um, I was trying to sell <clears throat> a couple of things on Craigslist. Um, uh-huh. and if you're What were you trying to sell? Uh, a cell phone, and then my, my children had outgrown, like, a bedroom set. My sons uh, share a room, and they had bunk beds. And bunk beds and a old. cell phone, and you put them on Craigslist. And, uh, yeah, and what happens is you get contacted by some of these people uh, who, they're trying to scam you. It's like international, uh, usually it's international people who, what they propose It's an email do, scam. They email you about your Craigslist ad. Yeah, and they're emailing you from, like, Uganda or somewhere, right? Or Nigeria or... Yeah, and, and they don't really tell you. They're always There's always some bullshit story. But they're not that, speaking like, English clearly. Right, and they would love to have dealt with you in person, but the nature of their business makes it so that they have to deal via your U.S. Postal Service. And the whole scheme is, like, say I'm selling this bedroom set for, like, $600. Uh-huh. And so the guy will contact me, and then he'll be like, you know... I'd like to offer you 800 to secure the deal, and I have to pay for the shipping. So you put it up for, you put the bunk beds up for 600. And you then, get an email from this guy who says, "Oh, I'd love to do this in person, but I can't. Uh, but I'll tell you what. Like I'll they, give you 800, even though you only want six. Well, I'll the, give the you checks eight. were for 2,500 and 1,500 that I received. So they and like and the the check for uh, wait. So they send you way more money, thinking that you're going to take advantage of them. Yeah, well, yeah, like, they send it to me 
they're hoping that you deal with them honestly because what they do is they send it, and so I get a check for fifteen hundred, and I go, well, eight hundred of this is mine because they said so. So I'll pull out the additional seven hundred, and then I ship that to their mover, and then the check bounces, and so I basically just gave away seven hundred dollars. Is what happened there. So they the check you put it into your account, and of course your account would show that it cleared immediately or whatever, you know, just as you put it in. And then when they try to hit the routing numbers, and they go, "Oh, this check's counterfeit," and then you get, you know, you get bounced on, and you've already withdrawn the money and given it to someone. That's how the scam works. And so I, I've seen it for years. Like I've seen it for I think the first one I ever saw was like five years ago. And so just as a matter of. Uh, Amusing myself, I started fucking with them when they. Now this is where it really gets funny. So yeah. the, this guy, this the, the, basically, if I'm getting this right, the scam is the guy says I'm going to send you so much money, mm-hmm. and you for send the me back product. the overage. You send me back the overage. Yeah. The 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 check looks like it clears when you get it. So when you try and, and you just deposit and withdraw. Yeah, money. and you're just cool. So you send yeah. them the 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 overage. And you don't get your money. They get theirs from you. Mm-hmm. And you're out all this money. So these people in Nigeria are like stupid Americans. We've really got them. And and there's also the exchange rate to consider. Like even though you might go, ah, it's 700 at a small time. Well, I don't know how many people he's hitting. And 700 Nigeria, you know, is, you know, 700 yeah. American is. You could buy a house in Nigeria for $700. Yeah. So what did you do? Um, to get back at these scoundrels. Because <laughs> this is really funny. And you really should get on boobcock.com yourself and check it out because there's pictures that will really just make you laugh so hard. Yeah, I, I started, what I did was I started like fucking with people uh, right out. And it's the first blog that you see on my page. It's called Rob the Robbers, Sneak the Sneakers, and Fuck the Fuckers. Uh, but uh, what I started doing was just messing with these people and baiting them further in to the conversation and uh i would say really insulting things uh and they their english wasn't good enough to catch that i was insulting them and then i would set them up for these scenarios so like you know one person said that they were buying this item for their uh their son to celebrate his birthday uh and it's all broken english you can always spot a mile away so but you were telling these people okay send the check to willie fisterbottom yeah, Willie Fisterbottom was one of the, the people. And these people, if you get on, on his page, I don't want to give away too much more of the story, but if you get Not on his yet. page and look, he's actually got checks that these people made out to him to Willie Fisterbottom for like 2500 John Cougar Mellencamp for uh, $1,500. <laughs> and it's just really funny that these people over there have no fucking clue. And, and he baits them. He keeps baiting them. You, you just you really have to tune in and read and, it. And, and the beauty of it, actually, is that then they follow up going, hey, did you send my money yet? And so then it goes even a step further. <laughs> no, don't, don't give any more away. It's too good. I, um, I want them to look. But this it. is kind of funny. Uh, today, if you, if you go to my Facebook, which, by the way, is facebook.com slash boobcock, B-O-O-B-C-O-K, um, I, I received somebody uh, posting a picture on their Facebook of uh, a FedEx package that they received today uh, with the memo, uh, I don't want to tell the story just yet, but you have inspired me. <laughs> and, and they've got uh, their own, like, check, apparently, from FedEx to what is it? Randy Pan Goat Lover. <laughs> so this, so I've started some sort of a craze now. Where, like, Dude, I'm of- going to do it. I'm actually going to do that, I think. Uh, I love it. That's great. 
So you could have some fun. If you need a laugh, go to boobcock.com and you'll get one. And uh, that will brighten your day a little. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed today's travel cast. You can add me on Twitter under Reprobate2012 on Twitter. That's Reprobate2012. Um, you could, of course, add uh, Bob Cook yeah, on Facebook Boob as Cock, well. Uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook slash dot com slash Boobcock on Facebook and uh, Boobcock.com for tour dates and what have you. We also have a fan page now on Facebook. It's um, the Reprobate Travel Cast fan page. And we're on iTunes. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and give us a five-star rating and write something nice on our, on, uh, our iTunes page. Because that'll help us get a little visibility. If you like the show, please help support it. Uh, because uh, we can't do it without your support, folks. And uh, soon enough, we'll be doing a, uh, a little podcast from the uh, sunny beaches of Tampa. Yeah, I hope we uh, can work that out. I'm try- we're trying to make it so B- uh, Bob Cook goes with me. I think that'll be a wild time. So thanks for listening, everybody. Safe travels. And as always, smoke weed.